Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to Find Your Sexy. My guest today is Carmen Oling. Carmen is a holistic life coach, speaker, podcast host, and former corporate executive. She has served as an expert on many media outlets such as Fox News, Living Local, and a variety of business, well-being, and women-centric podcasts like this one. She has traveled the world as the founder of the Flow Academy, which is a holistic life coaching school for leaders, coaches, and entrepreneurs, and the Permission Slip Retreat, which highlights critical issues for women and to create a better understanding about harnessing the authentic power that is inside each of us in order to design a life we truly love. I mean, I just feel the power in that (laughs) statement. Um, If you have had the pleasure of meeting her, you know that you can just feel her power and her grace in your presence. So I'm very excited to have her as a guest on the podcast. Hi, Carmen. Welcome to Find Your Sexy. Well, hi. I'm so happy to find my sexy today here Ooh. with you. <laughs> yes. Well, I and I'm sure you or we'll get into that. Like I'm sure you've found your sexy and that's changed throughout your life. Um and I can't wait to hear a little bit a little bit on that. I know I got to see you in person last week, uh the week before we were recording this episode and we started talking about what we were going to talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I had to be like, wait, we can't talk about this anymore. We have to save it for the podcast. <laughs> so I'm happy you're here. Um, do you want to start by sharing a little bit about your journey with what it means to be sexy as a woman? And um, do you still like, do you feel like you're still trying to find your sexy? Or did you reach a point in your life where you I'm sure put in a lot of work and realized, oh, I feel empowered right now. Like this is sexy. Mm -hmm. Like what has your journey been like with that? Mm -hmm. So I guess growing up into like my early 20s, I was not very self-confident. But outwardly looking at me, you would think that that I was. So my husband, Joel, and I, we had a family young and I was in corporate leadership. And so I wore a black suit every day and I let other people. Um, and outwardly, I looked very confident, very put together. But inside, I was always really, really super critical of myself. So I would say that I my sexiness and my true authentic sensuality was little to none, um, primarily because I was doing things that just look good on the outside versus things that look good on the inside. Right. I remember I I was thinking back when I first started like judging myself for my appearance and I can remember one, one specific time. So my younger sister is eight years younger than me. And I was going into sixth grade and I always had to babysit her. And this one summer, my mom decided to hire a babysitter and I thought she was so cool. Right. So she would just graduated (laughs) high school. She was a senior. Her name actually happened to be Carmen. And I didn't really meet that many other Carmen. So I was like, this is fucking awesome. She is so cool. And I was talking to her one day because I found, even though I told my mom, I wanted to be gone and like play, do all these things, go with my friends. Like I wanted to be by Carmen because she was cool. Right. Because she was the senior. Of course. 
And so she looked at me one day and she goes, well, how much do you weigh? And, you know, I can't recall. I was going into sixth grade. I don't know. Maybe I weighed like 80 pounds or something. I mean, I wasn't like a big kid, but um, I just remember her looking at me and saying, wow, you weigh that much. I didn't weigh that much until like I was a freshman in high school. That one integral moment, that one statement. So I was always the the smallest kid, the, the one on top of the pyramid, you know, when we were like thinking we were cheerleaders or whatever. Yeah. Granted, I'm going into sixth grade. And that one moment was so critical for me that I started like being judgmental of myself. And when you start being judgmental and super critical of yourself, then what do you do? Well, the one thing that you learn when you don't learn how to like understand what you're feeling or talk about your feelings, which I didn't when I was growing up, was you look outwardly. And so you start comparing yourself. And we all know how that works out for us. So that was kind of my journey of comparing myself to other women. And that was how I was measuring my worth, my sexiness, my own sensuality. Um, so granted, like to go back to your initial question, it didn't start out very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and understandable, like you sharing that story, part of me wants to go find that, like go back in time mm-hmm. to that babysitter Carmen mm-hmm. and give her a big hug and be like, are you okay? Right. You know, because in a way it's like, she learned that from watching yep. other women speak to other women mm-hmm. or girls. And I'm sure that came from a place of insecurity or comparison. And that's how that cycle just continues. Mm-hmm. Right. So oh, I'm like, I hope she's okay. And I'm also like, now I know you. So I, I know the woman or part of the women mm-hmm. that you have grown into, but it's crazy. Like we have to be aware of how that cycle just continues and continues mm-hmm. and continues. Right. Yeah. So, and I, I don't think that it's her fault. Like you said, it was a learned yeah. thing that she learned and she was just passing it on. And like, just like people always say, like hurt people hurt people, but totally. like, it's always a mirror reflection. So any judgment that anybody passes on yeah. you, it's just always a mirror reflection of something that they need to work on within themselves. So 100%. Exactly. Exactly. So obviously you didn't start off feeling sexy, confident. None of us do, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like none, none of us do. Was there a turning point in your life where you realized that you finally do feel confident in who you are and you now didn't need to prove anything to anyone or compare yourself to anybody? When did when did that become something that you learned the importance of? Mm, yeah. So when I was 25, I was diagnosed with MS, so multiple sclerosis, and so which is an autoimmune condition, and that started deteriorating things for me a little bit in my mental capacity because I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want people Ooh. to feel sorry for me. I didn't want to be passed over for promotions. I didn't want to feel feel weak. And so I kind of hid that and like tucked that inside. I didn't even tell my mom for like a year because I didn't want her to worry about me because I always like was the mom to her. Like I cared for her and I needed her to feel good and take care of herself. Um, So I was always the one that people were coming to. So again, like I was saying, outwardly, everything looked good. Inwardly, not so, not so great. Um, Again, on the outwardly focus, I'd always looked at like fitness magazines and I had always been into working out. Even when I was in high school, I would go to the gym before I would go like the regular gym, not like the high school gym or whatever. Before I went to high school, I ate healthy or what I knew of healthy at the time um, to do all the things outwardly to try to be sexy. 
Um, so I started looking at fitness magazines. I joined CrossFit with my son and we started doing CrossFit together. They were doing this competition. I joined it. I said, I'm going to win this thing. And when I win this thing, I'm going to do a bodybuilding competition because I'd always wanted to do that, but I didn't have anybody expanding me to see the path. There was a couple of ladies that kind of expanded me at the gym. They had done it. So I win the CrossFit competition. I set out on a five-year journey. I do multiple shows over multiple years, multiple times of gaining weight, not really realizing what happens to your body after you basically starve it um, for a while and like your hunger mm. hormones and like, it's like, it's just not normal. Like you have to be regimented, not only when you're totally. dieting, but like afterwards as well. Um, so that kind of messed with my brain a little bit. And then I realized that I am still really seeking for outwardly approval. And the moment that I started being more conscious and aware of, does this, am I making this decision because it feels good to me and it's aligned with my deepest priorities in this season of my life, because our deepest priorities should and will change during seasons of our life? Um, or am I making this decision because it looks good on the outside? The more and more I did things that focused on feeling good for me for that day, the more and more I came back home to myself, um, I could let go of my armor that I was wearing for so long that falsely protected me because uh, I was trying to protect myself as well. Um, the more I was able to actually show who I truly was and be happy with that, the sexier and sexier I become. And honestly, as I've gotten older over the last like over the last decade, I'm just so much more sexy. And right now I'm currently working on being even more sensual, like in the bedroom, like with my partner yeah. and seeing like what that could look like, which is bringing me to a whole nother level of sexy. Actually, you mentioned at the mastermind um, that we were just at and we were writing down any fears that that were popping up. And one of my fears was that I wasn't sensual enough for him. So I was like, Ooh, look at this. Like, I didn't know, like I'm bringing this up to my conscious from my subconscious. Yeah. Cause it was like in stream of conscious. I was just writing like free writing. So I was like, okay, we need to take action on this. Let's see. Like we're getting to a whole new level of sexy now, I guess I should say. <laughs> I, which I, I love that that's something that came up for you and that you allowed yourself to just be aware of it and honor it. And now it's something that you want to consciously work on. And I have to point out the fact, I love it. You probably, you know, cause you can see me. I like had a huge smile come across my face. You were like, I, you said, oh man, what is, exactly did you say? You said something along the lines of like, I have gotten so much sexier over the past 10 years <laughs> and you said it with, with such conviction. I'm like, yes, you have girl. Yes. And you claimed that. Mm -hmm. I ooh, that felt. I felt that energy coming yeah. from you when you said that too. I feel that so deeply. And interestingly enough, it's not because of something I've been logically figuring out, or because of a new workout program, or a new diet, or yeah. a new morning ritual, or whatever. It's just like coming back home more and more, just figuring out who I am authentically as a woman, not as a wife or a mother or a friend or a business owner like me, like my soul and my spirit. And I have full body chills right now, by the way. Yeah. That is where it actually comes from, because from that place, then you can be like, okay, what is my calling? What is my gifting? How am I meant to step out and serve in this world? And how do I want to show up? Because really it's all about like life meets us at our point of action. And if we want to be sexier yeah. and sexier, then like your life will simply be as good as you allow it to be. So 
Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. I want to kind of talk about this idea uh, that we, we started talking about this last week at the mastermind about this idea of being lazy versus resting. And I want to bring this up right now because I imagine what it requires for you to come back to yourself and look inward and focus Mm -hmm. on just who you are, right? As an individual, like you said, outside of being a wife and a mother and a business owner and all these things, sometimes that requires us to slow down, look inward, get still, sometimes maybe rest, especially if you are such a high achiever who's always going, 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 especially if you're somebody who has people that you love in your life that you are always worried about, wanting to make sure they're taken care of, wanting to make sure everyone else is happy. And I know, and I can speak from personal experience, a lot of times that require me to slow down and maybe rest in order to then come back stronger Mm. or whatever adjective you want to use. It's hard for me not to feel like I'm being lazy. And it's a constant it's a constant thing that I'm working through that self-talk during those seasons of my life because when I feel lazy, that impacts my self-esteem overall. And I feel like this is something that a lot of women can relate to. So will you speak on that a little bit, the difference between what it means to rest and why it's important Mm. and how that's different from being lazy and what we can make sure to remind ourselves of in those moments when it's so necessary? Mm. Yeah. I love this topic because I want to put it into perspective for a moment. I was the one that would never rest. So I would say like, I don't take naps. I don't like naps. Um, I would go and I would show up when I was sick. I remember my corporate job. If I was, if I I was throwing up, I had diarrhea or a fever. I wouldn't go to work. I remember one time my ear, I had a double ear infection so bad that I had to put cotton balls in my ears because blood and pus was going down my neck. And you still went to work and I still went to work and I didn't go to the doctor. So I'm that girl. I'm the girl that works uh, 60 hours a week. And I put myself through college while my kids were young to get a business degree, taking 18 credit hours and volunteering at my kid's school, like doing all the things. So I was the epitome of non-resting. I kind of did the opposite when I got diagnosed with MS. I was like, well, if I can't walk, talk or see tomorrow, I better just fucking do everything today. Right. Mm. Um, And what that did is it taught my body and my nervous system to be in chronic activation. And I didn't know any other way. So like, what does that mean? How does that feel like in the morning? Oftentimes, probably many of the women that listen to your podcast, I know you and I, like we have a morning ritual. We feel good. We get into like this peaceful state. But the moment we take that first step of doing instead of being, then we get that feeling inside of our chest, that kind of like that tightness, that what is the next thing? I have so much to do. We're holding our shoulders up to our ears. Like we're just going all day long. And it's like we have this like fake amount of energy and then we completely crash in the afternoon. And that's when we tell ourselves, I need to do more. And we start speaking those words over our life. Like I should rest, but that's just lazy. I, I have all these things that I'm going to do. I should be doing more. So first of all, like I want to say, like a lot of us are doing this. And we need to be careful of those words that we're speaking over our life. It's not up to us to be a judge of our lives. We're supposed to be a witness of what's happening and just get curious and see what feels good to us. So 
That's kind of the first thing. Um, the next thing is figuring out what season of life you're in. Because guess what? Right now at 41, am I 41? I think I'm 41. I forget. <laughs> Once you get older, you forget how old you are, right? One year I, ha- I had to get out the calculator. My friend and I were were jogging the track together when we thought we were going to be runners. And I just don't really like running that much. And so I'm yeah. not going to do it. It doesn't feel good to me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so at 41, like I'm going to do something different than I did when I was 30. And my my priorities are different than when I was 25. Um, so I've come up with these seasons of life. And I think people can really relate mm. to this. And we should should be changing what we're doing based on our deepest priorities, based on our season of life. So a season of life that a lot of people are in right now are, and I don't like this word, so I'm going to rephrase it, are a pivot season. I like to say evolution season. If you're strong in an evolution season where you're naturally moving like we should of growth and, you know, expansion into the next season, maybe you're there. Maybe things are really great, yet you feel unfulfilled. So that's the second one. Like you keep getting this nudge. You don't really know where you're going with it, but hey, oh, things yeah. are great. The third one is things are good, but things are so good and I'm really comfortable. I'm not really taking any steps to change mm-hmm. it. I know I should, but things are good. So I'm sitting in the discomfort of the comfort. The fourth one is you're totally stepping into something new. You're ready for it. And the fifth one is, fuck, I'm just going through the motions, getting up on the treadmill of life every day. And you would think that would be the worst one. The scariest place to be is things are good and the I'm third not, one. And I'm not yeah. doing anything about it. I was there for a long time. I would only say yes to the things I knew I was good at. There was no growth. There was no stretching. And along with that, because there was no challenge, like I was always like, do more, do more, do more, no resting. And I really think that's that's one of the things that brought on like an autoimmune condition for me was no resting. So let's like talk about like when when should we rest? And I always like to ask this question. So figure out your season of life. And then in this season of your life, because our doing and being should be at different levels in different seasons, yeah. right? Are you producing results at the level that you're capable of? And so when I asked that question, like if I was to ask that question to you, are you producing results at the level that you're capable of? Yeah. A lot of people say no. Well, my first thought is, I mean, personally, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm in a season of like, fuck it, I'm going after it. (laughs) I don't know where that falls in your seasons. It's a make it happen season. Yes, yes. (laughs) But I I feel like the first question that came to my mind when you said that is I feel like a lot of people would ask, how do I know what I'm capable of? Mm-hmm. Do people ever, do people ever come back and ask mm-hmm. you that? Like, I, I just imagine people saying, how do I know what I'm capable of? Especially if they've been living th- their life in that season of being just comfortable. And if they're not used to pushing themselves mm-hmm. or seeing Mm -hmm. what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. How do you even know what you're capable of? So the first thing is getting clear on your deepest priorities. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. So last year I went through a health thing where my hormones were really out of balance, causing me to be like fatigued and having some other health issues. So that season of my life, like I kind of had to be in things are good and I have to stay here right now. I mean, things were great, actually. Things are great, and I'm not listening to any nudges, and I have to stay here right now because I need to take care of myself. Yeah. And so the level of things that I could produce was lower because I needed to focus on getting my health back up to thriving. So it depends on the season that you're in and really understanding that for yourself. 
Um, but I think a second thing to answer that question is like the old definition of lazy is being unwilling to work or use energy. And so when you think of that, you're just unwilling to do it, right? Oftentimes we tell ourselves like, I don't, I don't feel like it. And I think the new definition is resting before producing results at the level that you're capable of, which includes procrastinating and doing mindless activities. And the second one is the biggest thing is oftentimes we're doing busy work just to get the invisible gold star that we've done busy work. And we're not yeah. actually doing the needle moving activities that shift things in our lives and in our businesses. Yeah. So how do you figure out like what you're capable of? You start planning your schedule based on your deepest priorities. And when you do your plan for the day, let's say you're going to, you're going to knock out two needle moving things for the day. You don't write down an activity. For example, we're recording a podcast right now. You don't write down record podcast. You say record podcast that shares about Carmen's journey to finding her sexy and what the difference is between rest and lazy and how we can impact our listeners with that. Mm. That's the result. And so you've produced that result when we're done with this podcast. And if you had one other thing that you wrote down that you're going to produce a result and you did it, guess what? You can you can rest. Because you did your two things that produced the result that were dependent on your deepest priorities. And then here's the, here's the real key to rest is rest. It, it doesn't really matter what type of rest you're doing. Maybe that's a leisurely walk outside. Maybe you need to lay down for 20 minutes. I'm still not a napper, but I'm a lay down for 20 minutes and feel refreshed kind of person, right? So you can rest. And the number one thing that factors into it is your opinion of yourself while you're resting. Mm, so if you so good. produce the two results that you said you were going to produce, if you lay down for 20 minutes, you'd be like, this is like fucking heaven. Yeah. Because there isn't anything else to do because, hey, tomorrow well, the, I'm going to produce more results that I'm capable of. And I already did it today. And I deserve totally. this rest. And it builds confidence, mm -hmm. too, because you just proved I said I was going to do these two things. And I did. I produced these results that I promised I would. Wow, that feels fucking good. All right. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to rest and I won't feel guilty for it. Mm -hmm. I love all these different Okay, so so much com has come up for me okay. from from you explaining all Tell of this. Me. First of all, I felt this in my gut when you spoke about when we first get out of the bed in the morning, and if our first action is doing instead of being, and you even described like you feel it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then your shoulders start to get tense, and oh, I felt that in my gut because mm -hmm. that's something that I can relate to big time, and I think a lot of people in general can relate to that because life, it's easy to get an autopilot mm -hmm. and just to have that constant to-do list in our heads of all the things that we have to get done. And like you said, a lot of that can even be that busy work mm -hmm. of like, is that actually helping you move the needle on any of your goals, whether it's in business or life? So I love that. And I think it's so great. I have not thought about this from this perspective before. But thinking about which season, determining determining which season of your life you are in, and then figuring out what your priorities are in that season. Because I think that allows us to give ourselves more grace, right? Because if we're always changing and growing as human beings, I mean, hopefully that's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. If we're not staying in that comfort zone, uh, in that comfort season you spoke about, then what we need is also going to change. 
So I love, at least for me, hearing that was kind of like a, a weight lifted off my shoulders of, oh yeah, like sometimes I'm going to be in different seasons of my life and my priorities during those seasons will be different. Like you shared, that was such a great example of last year. You needed to focus on some health things. So you knew that your priorities were different. So that's so important when it comes to that self-talk. So mm-hmm. you're not so hard on yourselves on yourself when you do need to rest. So yeah, I love that. I think anybody listening can take away something right now to start implementing. Right. And I think that like no one teaches us that. Like I was taught like, no. okay, be a good person, be a good girl, do all these things, you know, go graduate high school, go to college, get a job, have the family, have a great career. And I was doing that, but it was also like, okay, keep your same friend circle. Okay. You need to stay exactly our playing the role, your familiar role, like with your role within your family too, right. As when you were younger. And so like, you just build all this responsibility and tasks, like one on top of the other, on top of the other. And we only have a certain amount of capacity. So you wonder why Mm -hmm. we're not feeling sexy at all. You wonder why we're, we don't have any confidence or we're not clear because, and we're feeling so overwhelmed. And the overwhelm is not really because we have too much to do. It's just because we're not clear on what we want in this season of our life and we're not going for it. So we're trying to be everything for everyone else all the time. And it's just so exhausting. So if you're like, oh, well, right now my family's the most important or my business, you know, like launching this thing in my business is the most important. So what do I need to do to set up my environment? What, how do I need to take care of myself? And, you know, people will laugh at me. They're like, well, I, I, right now I'm going through a season of fullness as far as like my, my business goes over the last like three months or so through like the end of this month. And so like, I'll wear the same clothes every day. I eat the same food every day. I want to cut down on the amount of decisions that I'm making in this season of my life because making decisions is draining. And I want to cultivate energy and enthusiasm every day. That's a priority to me because I not only want to show up for the big fullness of my business, but with my partner at nighttime too, and to be able to still take care of myself. You know, they're like, well, that's interesting. I'm like, uh, I'm, it works for me because less decisions means more energy and more enthusiasm and more inspired action taking. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think this is such a good, I, I'm just so glad we're talking about this because I feel like this conversation, I want to give everyone listening permission right now to check in with themselves. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, I think like, like we spoke about in so many different ways and examples is we just go through life. And as we get older, more and more responsibilities get added to our plates. And oftentimes, like we just take everything so seriously, we like lose that, that inner child and that wonder and all of that love and dreaming and fun that's inside of us. So I want to give everyone who's listening permission to just stop and check in with yourself and Take some time to figure out what season you are in and what are your priorities right now in this season. I think this is the perfect time to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the more and more I've loosened my grip on just controlling everything and just really focused on those priorities, because before it was like, it was almost like I had to be good at, I thought I had to be good at everything, right? Like I thought I had to know everything and just like controlling everything, controlling all the plans and the decisions with family and friends and all the things, you know, the more I loosened my grip, then the more my life became like happy. The more I focused on what made me feel good, like the more joy, the more authentic, (sighs) the more sexy I become. 
Imagine that. Right? <laughs> Imagine that. It's that simple. And sometimes we forget. Mm-hmm, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So at this point in your life, how do you define sexy? What is a sexy person to you? Mm. So I think I will forever always go back to a mantra that I've I've held for a really long time now. And that is that I I light up every room that I walk into. And the reason why I share that is because I want everybody to take that and use that. And I want to show them. I want them to see that when they're around me, because when I light up the room, I can be around you and I illuminate the light that's within you. And it's just like all like pure love. So sexy to me is just authentically walking, lighting up every room through pure love, like that God, source, spirit, universe, energy, whatever you, whatever you believe in. And then just confidently walking with your head high. Often we forget to look up, look up. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the light is coming from up. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we need to. Oh, I love that definition. And what would be one physical trait of yours that you think is sexy that we can celebrate okay you know like so I have a sweater <laughs> no I think about this a lot I, so I love how excited you just got. Okay, okay go so ahead. wait let's move this new haircut that I have but okay. this part of your neck like right here where your collarbone is oh yeah and your shoulder decolletage is that yeah. what it's called okay Okay. I just think that and it's not something like people would be like, oh, your your legs or your what your eyes, like I have beautiful green eyes and I work real hard with those squats and I have some glutes, yeah. you know, but I just think that there's something about that. So the most I can like if I can wear like strapless or anything, just that area, I think is just like it's. I think also to me, it's like it's soft and I really work to soften my edges because I can, I can go deep in my masculine. I can be rough a lot. <laughs> so softening my edges, it's soft, it's graceful. Um, it's sensual and it's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And it's beautiful on every, everybody. Mm-hmm. I love that. No one's ever answered with that before. Mm-hmm. So I love that answer. Mm-hmm. And then what is one character trait of yours that you think is really sexy that we can celebrate? Mm. <laughs> okay, just going with the first answer because yeah, it's, go it's for not it. the best. And it, I just, I go with my instinct, right? Whatever comes, I love it. Whatever comes up first is the thing that you're supposed to say. You're supposed to trust your instinct. And so I, I was going to say like my bad kind of awkward dancing, yet I have <laughs> so much fun with it um, is really something worth celebrating last night we were at the miami heat game and they're playing the music you know and you want to like get on the jumbotron and you're doing like the bad dancing and i was just (laughs) looking at some of the other people as like what are they doing like the lawnmower or something i don't know and then i started emulating them so yeah i would just say did you get on the jumbotron no i know next time next time i have to go back i mean i just yeah you have to go back back. for another game so celebrating the awkward yet fun and it fills me with so much just energy like dancing that yeah, it's great. I love that. Yeah. Who cares what anyone else thinks? Who cares what it looks <laughs> right. like? You're moving your body in a way that feels good and it's fun. That's all right. that matters. Right, right. Okay. My last question for you, who is one sexy woman or who's one woman you think of as a sexy woman and why? Mm, I really love this question. So many sexy women. Um, I would love to gosh the immediate answers like go to like I really love Beyonce 
And mm-hmm. I love her for her candidness of her trials, like in her relationship that was very public and challenging. And I experienced sure something um, along that means as well. And she is a really good example of going all fucking in on the seasons of your life where like she's going to perform and she needs to go all in on that yet still having like her family and doing those things and then going all in on a different season of her life yeah. where maybe she's making music or just being with her being with her family granted i mean she has lots of money but it's a really good example of being powerful yet being devoted to what's most important to you yeah i think that's the perfect example mm-hmm. for everything that you shared mm-hmm. today and that we talked about mm-hmm. so i love that Carmen, where can people connect with you and follow you or maybe possibly work with you? Yeah, um, I'm always on the gram. So Instagram at Carmen Oling. So O-H-L-I-N-G. You can also text me the word superpower at 503-386-2981. And I will actually send you back a little quiz to take to find out what your unique superpower is. I'm a goal getter. um, So I want to know, are you a challenger? Are you a cheerleader? Are you a go-getter? What are you? So you can shoot me a DM after you take it. We could, we could chat about it. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. And I feel like I have like so many good notes here. Now I'm going to be thinking about what season I'm in, what my priority is in, in every season. And I know that just this conversation will help a lot of women listening to, you know, give themselves some grace and figure out, are they being lazy or do they just need to rest based on which season they are in? So thank you so, so much for being here. I appreciate you. Mm, Thank you for having me. I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.